we present Brothers-in-Law, a radio adaptation by Richard Waring of the television series which was based on the original book by Henry Cecil, starring Richard Bryars with Richard Waring and John Glyn Jones. This week's special guests, Kenneth Connor and John LeMessurier. Roger, are you trying on your wig again? What? Uh, oh, hello, Henry. This is supposed to be the pupil's room in Mr. Grimes's chambers, not the ladies' hat department at a January sale. Well, I'm going to court today with Grimes. I want to look my best. Yes, well, of course, everybody knows that judges always give the judgment for the barrister wearing the prettiest wig. Please. <laughs> I tell you, Alex putting a call through to Sally. I'm so hoping she can come. Oh, of course, you've never been in court before, have you? Yes, I have. Oh, only in the public bit, sitting amongst people dozing and sucking oranges. Look. <laughs> I was only called to the bar two weeks ago. I know, old man. I'll never forget it. You stood up at your celebration party afterwards and issued a public warning to the criminal classes. Yeah, all right, Henry. Let it be known to all non-law-abiding citizens you thundered. At least you tried to thunder, but the hiccups spoiled the echo a bit. Henry. Let dishonest men everywhere know that I, Roger Thursby, barrister at law, do henceforth stand for... That's enough. Yes, it was enough for you too. Before you could tell us what you stood for, you fell over. <laughs> I did not fall, I sat below table level. Henry, please. Oh. Uh, hello? Uh, oh, thanks, Alec. Uh, Sally? Yes. Uh, shall I leave the room, or will it be suitable for someone of voting age? Shh. Hello, hello, darling. Uh, listen, I I'm in court this morning. I just wondered if you'd have time to come along. You know, you always said you... Would you? Marvellous. Yeah, court number four. Yeah. What? Uh, all right, yeah, that's splendid. We'll meet right after the case. That's a spot of dinner, eh? Yeah. Lovely, right. All right, Sally. Bye. Ah, she's coming. Well, you better spend another half hour adjusting your wig. I've never, I've never met this Sally of yours. Is this her picture? Yes, uh, she's an actress. Really? Have I seen her in anything? Oh, do you watch my television? Well, I switch it on. I don't often watch it. Well, um, <laughs> she's the one who says top to toe cleanliness eightpence in a commercial. <laughs> oh, right, I mean, it's a start. But I've seen that commercial. The girl's an Amazon. At least the parts of her are that show through the soap bubbles. No, no, no. <laughs> It's not Sally in the bath, it's her voice. Oh! Oh, well, I must listen next time. I always promised myself uh, when I finished my first case I'd propose to Sally. That's why I'm asking you now tonight. But this isn't your case today, is it? You're just taking notes of Kendall Grimes. Well, you never know. He might ask my advice on some point. What do you mean, like, has he got his wig on straight? <laughs> Excuse me, Constable. Is this the court where Mr. Roger Thursby is appearing? Is he a solicitor, Miss? Oh, no, he's a barrister. He's been qualified nearly three weeks. <laughs> that long, eh? Hmm, Thursby. No, I don't think I know a Thursby. Somebody wants Roger Thursby. He's in... Hello. Aren't you the photograph in my room? Photograph? Waving gaily from the top diving board. Here, wait a minute. Say top to toe cleanliness, eightpence. <laughs> you must be Henry. Henry Blaygrove, how do you do? Yes, Roger and I in Kendall Grimes' chambers together. If I go in and watch Roger, will it put him off? Put him off what? This is his first ever day in court. He won't be entrusted with any Perry Mason stuff. And old Grimes is, Grimes is only defending a rather dreary fraud case. Personally, I think you get far better value where I'm bound for. A defended action for divorce with 14 correspondents. 
one of whom is a gondolier. Thank you very much, but I think I'd rather watch Roger. Really? Well, there's no accounting for taste. He's in here, actually, if you just... Uh... Uh, Mr. Blakegrove. Oh, excuse me. Uh, yes, Alec. Oh, this is Alec, our clerk. Uh, this is Sally. How do, miss? Oh, I've seen you before, haven't I? Oh, bound to Alec, either on Mr. Thursby's desk or in the bath. <laughs> uh, what did you want me for? Oh, well, it's Mr. Grimes I'm looking for, actually. Uh, we're in trouble. The case in court, too, has collapsed, so they're putting on the grievous bodily harm. Oh, Lord. The recorder wants Mr. Grimes right away. Is it something serious? Well, just as our master's got to leave this case and speed off to another. But can you do that? Just walk out? Well, you have to hand over the case to a deputy, of course. Uh, here. You better nip in quick. I have a feeling you may see young Roger in action after all. I take your point, Mr. Grimes, but my recollection is that the first witness said just the opposite. Uh, no, my lord. I'm sure. Uh, my lord, pupil has a note, my lord. Uh, Mr. Thursby. Uh, Mr. Thursby! Sorry, yes, what? The judge is disputing the first witness's evidence. Yes, I know. You said you were going to ask your learning pupil. Oh, that's me. Yes, sir. <laughs> Show me your notes. No, no, yes, uh, here we are. Notes? Thank Godfather, you've written a book, my dear fellow. Well, I, I didn't want to leave anything out. Oh, never mind, never mind. Just show me the chapter I want. Mr. Grimes, sir. Oh, one moment, Lord. My learned pupil always makes extremely precise notes. Uh, oh, yes, here we are, notes. Ah, yes, Louis, just after the reference to the landlady's niece, he said, I never go out without one. Now, one moment. <laughs> one moment. Let me check my own notes. Ah, oh, yes, yes, I have. Yes, yes um, I never go out without one. Yes. <laughs> yes, you're right, Mr. Grimes. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. The notes, so to speak. Uh, it was all right, wasn't it, Mr. Grimes? Oh, splendid, my dear fellow. Splendid. Uh, now, Lord. Uh, Mr. Grimes, uh, does he want to know what he never goes out without? No, do you think? No, well, when he does, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Let me proceed, Mr. Grimes. Certainly, my lord, immediately. Mr. Grimes. Uh, excuse me, my lord, uh, my clerk is here. Oh, really, Mr. Grimes? Uh... Yes, Alec? The case in court two's collapsed. You're required before the recorder. Oh, thanks, thanks, thank you, Alec. Thursby, I have to go to another court. Now, you keep it going for me here. Oh, yes, of course. What? Keep on going. Cross-examination. <laughs> <laughs> Press it home, my dear fellow. Stop the work. I, I, I don't know anything about the case. I've only been here for an hour. I've never spoken in court. It's always the first time, and you have been taking the notes, and most difficultly, too. It's a great help, a great help. Yeah, but I've been writing the notes. I haven't been understanding them. No. <laughs> My dear fellow, you do splendidly. Now, you see that fellow over there? He's Mr. Larkin, our solicitor's managing clerk. Now, he'll keep you instructed. And if you want a word of advice... Yes, yes. Don't listen to a word he says. <laughs> Grimes, I take it from this new sotto voce passage that I'm going to be treated to one of your celebrated disappearing acts. Only for a very short time, my lord. I'm on my feet before the learned recorder, uh, but I'm sure my learned pupil, Mr. Thursby, will fill my place out for a well, It's very good of you to come here at all, Mr. Grimes. Uh, thank you, my lord. Thank you, my lord. Don't be all right, dear fellow. Just tell him the tale. Tell him yes, the tale. Grimes, look, Grimes, please. Ah, oh. <coughs> oh, Mr. Thursby. Now that all these domestic arrangements have been concluded, would you, uh, would you proceed with the cross-examination? My lord... Whenever you're ready, Mr. Thursby. <laughs> my lord. Uh, well, Mr. Thursby? Uh, my lord, with your permission, I would like to proceed with the cross-examination. But I've already indicated my permission, Mr. Thursby, twice. Uh, I'm very grateful, my lord. Mr. Galloway! <laughs> Mr. Galloway. 
Excuse me, my lord, Mr. Larkin. Find out if he's ever been bankrupt. What? You sure that's all right to ask? You want to know, don't you? Do we? Yes, of course we do. Yes. Well, um, um, <clears throat> Mr. Galloway, have you ever been bankrupt? I most certainly have not. Are you sure? Really, my lord. Mr. Dursley, I, I suppose you asked that question on instructions. Yes, my lord. That's a very serious allegation for counsel to make. I told you I couldn't ask that, Mr. Larkin. I didn't mean to ask it in that way. Mr. Thursby, I wish you would listen to me instead of trying to take instructions from what I suspect an ill-informed source. I'm sorry, my lord. A bankruptcy can be proved beyond doubt. If a witness has been bankrupt, he couldn't very well deny it. So do you accept the witness's denial, or do you wish for an adjournment? An adjournment, my lord? Well, to enable you to find out whether there is a receiving order in bankruptcy against this witness. Oh, I accept the denial, my lord. Huh? Well, you, you accept it very readily, Mr. Thursby. I'm loath to believe that any counsel would put such a question without there being some justification for it. Oh, uh, well, my lord, perhaps I'd better ask for an adjournment. Well, which is it? I mean, first you ask a very grave question of the witness, then you immediately accept his answer, then you say you want an adjournment. Well, uh, will your lordship let me take instruction? Yes, do, Mr. Thursday, please do. But I should think a little before you act on them. My lord, I think I should explain. I only saw the papers for this case an hour ago. Is that a reason for asking improper questions? No, my lord. Then I do not see the point of the observation. Uh, what shall I do, Mr. Larkin? Shall I apply for an adjournment? Oh, do what you like. Jump out of the window for all I care. What? <laughs> take the judge with you. Well, Mr. Thursday... <laughs> Have you your instructions now, Mr. Thursby? I have other cases to try. My lord? Yes, Mr. Thursby? My lord? Yes. Uh, you, you've said that before. It doesn't carry me very far. Well, say something. It's only gone by. My lord? Ah, here's Mr. Grimes back again. Yes, Mr. Lordship. Please, sir. I managed to intercept another of my learned colleagues, Mr. Henrik Blegrove, and he's deputising for me before the learned recorder. I'm always happy to see you return to my court, Mr. Grant, but never more so than on this occasion. A sentiment which I'm sure is shared by your learned pupil. You're very kind, my lord. If your lordship would grant me a minute to consult with Mr. Thursby, I, I'd like to know what progress he has made in the cross-examination. <laughs> well, I can enlighten you on that, Mr. Grimes. Just carry on where you left off. <laughs> Mr. Lordship, please. <clears throat> now then, Mr. Galloway, reverting to the first witness, you will recall that he said, I never go out without one. It's no use going into a decline about it, chum. Have another sandwich. I'll never forget it. Never. That awful thing of, as the words are coming out of your mouth, another part of you is quite coolly asking, what is the idiot saying? But this must happen to every new barrister on his first case. They all go through this, don't they, Henry? Well, I didn't. I uh, won my first case in 30 minutes flat, complimented by the judge. Really? Mm, look it up. Good Lord. Mind you, I forgot to ask for costs, so my client was out of pocket on the deal, but you can't... <laughs> I mean, there's awful, there's awful eyes looking down at me. I do not see the point of the observation. Oh. Rotten old brute, you should have stood up to him. Remember when you were rehearsing for your final? Oh, reading, dear, not rehearsing. Oh, well, whatever. When I had to be the judge and you were defense counsel pleading a case, well, you were marvelous. If ever I tried to argue with you, you demolished me. But a bit different, isn't it? 
I mean, this morning I only barely grasped which side I was on. Oh, that wasn't what blew you up. Your trouble was plain and simple judge funk. The sight of a judge looming over you sent your wits scattering like a herd of hens. Isn't it a pack of hens? It's a flock, but Henry is right, right. He's right. <laughs> that was the trouble, all right. And next time it'll be even worse. Oh, no, it won't. Next time, Roger says, you will stand up for yourself. You browbeat him. A judge? You've been very masterful with me. Nobody means to wave your fist at him, but the counsel who sticks to his guns, that's the one a judge respects. Take my word, I've been at this game nearly a year. Be courteous, of course. <laughs> courteous, but firm. Definitely firm. It's not very mean. Well, force yourself. Here, it's four minutes to two. If we don't get our skates on, we'll miss the summing up. Come on, Roger, you don't want to miss that. Don't I? Of course you don't. Who knows? His lordship might devote a special paragraph to you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, members of the jury, will you please consider your verdict? I expect you'd like to retire. Favourable, I thought, my dear fellas. Favourable. I couldn't be surprised if we were acquitted. Grant, do you think he did it? Well, the faintest idea. That's the judge of jury to serve. Shifty-looking fellow, though, don't you agree? Put up Arthur Green. Well, 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 that face takes me back. An old client? Me very first. <laughs> Doc free for the London sessions when I was your age. Nice chap. Thumping villain. <laughs> very likeable. <laughs> face hasn't changed much. Nor his habits, apparently. Blood, I appear for the prosecution in this case. I understand the prisoner, Arthur Green, requires a Doc brief. Uh, has he two pounds, four shillings and sixpence? Yes. Yeah, well then. You can choose any counsel you like, Green. But not one who's engaged on a case. That's quite correct, yes, quite correct. You seem to know all about it. Well, I've been caught before, my lord. <laughs> I mean... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> about uh, choosing a counsel, I mean. <laughs> you choose a brainy-looking one, and then you discover... No, 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 no. Don't, don't start making speeches. Just choose someone. Uh, so... Mm. What about him over there, please? Well, you can't have Mr. Grimes. He's engaged on a case. Well, that's exactly what I meant, my lord. They should have a label on them. <laughs> Look at that young fellow there, sir. Next to Mr. Grimes. Now, some of them might have an L plate on them. Behave <laughs> <laughs> yourself. Did I hear you say, sir, Mr. I, Grimes? I told you, you can't have him. Well, look, if it isn't too long a case, I'd be prepared to take it for the present. Very well, then. Perhaps you'd like to see him now, Mr. Grimes. As your lordship pleases. Excuse me, my dear fellow. Well, I hope Green thinks Grimes has improved. I wouldn't have thought Grimes would bother with a duck brief anymore. Well, he's like all of us, I suppose, trying to recapture his youth. Mr. Grimes, it really is nice to see you again. Yeah, you remember, do you? Remember. <laughs> Your first case, wasn't it? It was. That's right, yeah. And whenever I've seen your name in the papers since, I've always been proud to tell my pals I started that gentleman off. It's <laughs> <laughs> very kind of you. But you haven't told me yet what the indictment is. No, well, I haven't. <laughs> God, you know, it's the pleasure of just seeing you again, Mr. Crimes. It's drove it clear out of my mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, the indictment. I used to call it indictment, you know. <laughs> it was you who taught me how to pronounce it. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've won quite a few bits over that since. Yeah, well, now, let's see it, my dear fellow. You better show it to me. Yes, well, here it is. Scruffy-looking thing. There's only two counts. See? Mm -hmm. Yes. Obtaining 150 pounds by false pretenses. Receiving payment to supply goods which to be brutally frank. Well, I didn't have in my possession to for the supplying of, you know. Yeah. Glenn Lomond Mail Order Company. Yeah. Good name, wasn't it? <laughs> 
It's always been my theory that the Scottish name lends an aura of solidity, you know, an integrity to a business house. <laughs> but it's not to be. Well, so here we are. <laughs> what goes up must come down. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shame, you know, I didn't know you was going to be here, otherwise I'd, I'd never have done what I did. Do you know what I did? Very little would surprise me, my dear fella. I went and admitted it. Yeah. Can you beat that? <laughs> I made a voluntary bloody confession. Yeah, I see. Well, if you're pleading guilty, why do you want counsel? No offence, my dear fellow, but you yourself know the ropes as well as any one I should say. Oh, thank you. Yes, yes. Experience teaches. Yes, you. Oh, yes, of course I do, yes. But I don't know this judge, you know. So I thought I'd better get some help with him, you see. This little offence here, well... It's worth, I reckon, about four years. Well, I would like that to be cut down to a what, about three? Well, he might only give you three. Not without some persuading, he won't, won't he? And that's what I got the last time, but the same thing, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what I need, you see, is a very, very strong plea for leniency. Well, we can try, my dear fellow, we can try. Let's see if we can find some mitigating factor. What have we got in your favour? Uh, How many days' honest work have you done since your last conviction? Oh, well, Mr. Grimes. <laughs> well, since your first conviction. <laughs> Mr. Grimes. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't lie to you, Mr. Grimes. Look, I never took to honest work. I never liked it, so I never done it. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Green, I can't tell the judge that. Shouldn't have told you then, should I? Oh. <laughs> I left you with nothing to say, am I? Yes, I'm afraid so. Well, Mr. Grimes, petit, I'll, uh, oh dear, what is it? what's the expression? I'll, uh, withdraw my instructions, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, that's absolutely correct. Before you go, though, would you, just for old time's sake, just tell me, what's this judge like? Very fair. Very fair and very careful. Hmm. Well, it's a bit irritable sometimes. Ah, gets irritable, does he? Hmm. How about with young counsel, then? What's he like with them? Well, I gather he's a wee bit scratchy. Why do you ask? Oh, just wondered, just wondered. <laughs> yes, very fair, but scratchy with young counsel. Hmm. Excuse me, Mr. Grimes. The jury's returning on your fraud case. Oh, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, uh, good luck, Green. Yes, well, it's nice to see you again, Mr. Grimes. Hope we won't be so long till our next meeting. <laughs> Providing it's not in the same place, of course. <laughs> Fair. A bit scratchy with young counsel. Well, we'd better think of something to make his lordship itch. <laughs> that young one with the L plates on. Albert Edward Nichols, the jury have found you not guilty and you are discharged. Well, another example of the devil looking after his own grimes. You think so, do you? Well, let's see how old Nick makes out with Arthur Green, eh? Put Arthur Green back. Uh, my lord, the prisoner wishes to withdraw his instructions from me. Very well. You wish to defend yourself then, Green? No, my lord. Can I have another pick? Yes, if you wish. <laughs> Perhaps those members of the bar who are not engaged on a case would please stand up. On your feet, Roger. Me? Come on, it's like with pilots. Best thing to do after a crash is go straight back in the air again. Not when you've broken every bone in your body, didn't you? Get up! <laughs> Ow! Don't pinch! I'll have the one who's just gone up. And uh, Mr... Uh, uh, Thursby, my lord. Uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, will you undertake this defence? I suppose so. I mean, if your lordship pleases. 
Well, go and see him. Who? The prisoner. Bow to the judge and go into the dock and down the stairs. Oh. And Roger, this time, assert yourself. Assert myself? Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Um, <clears throat> my lord, I will let the court know as soon as I have had a consultation with my client and am ready to proceed. Well, that is very obliging, Mr. Thursby. <laughs> it's uh, more customary for the court to let counsel know when the court is ready for him. <laughs> How's that for assertion? I, uh, <clears throat> I think I'll join Sally. <laughs> Uh, that's about the weight of it, Mr. Thursby. Unless you can melt the judge's heart, I'll, I'll get four years. Four years away from the sunshine, the song of the meadow lark, <laughs> the dewdrop on the edge row. Oh, it's, it's not just, is it? Well, Mr. Green, you have defrauded a number of people to the value of 150 pounds. I admit it, Mr. Thursby. I've never denied it. I admitted it openly and freely as soon as I was taxed with it by that copper. <laughs> but, Mr. Thursby, this is the point, sir. I'm truly and deeply sorry for what I did. For the first time, despite my 14 previous convictions, I intend from now on, sir, to lead an honest, useful and dead straight life up, please believe that, Mr. Thurston. I do, Miss Green, I do, but you see, it's the judge. The, ah, yes, the judge. Heard about him, so hard man, Mr. Thursby. Harsh, unforgiving. No, no, just, just a minute, Miss Green, no, sorry, we, we, we can't have remarks about the judge. I mean, it is neither proper for you to make them, nor for me to listen to them. Oh, that's a good speech, Mr. Thursby. Have you got any more like that? <laughs> what do you mean? We're just testing your metal, lad, you see? <laughs> I'm paying you, might as well see what I've got, eh? <laughs> Now, of course, I won't run down this judge. It's just that I've heard that where mitigation pleas are concerned, he does have to be reminded of his duties. Well, I doubt whether it's wise for a young counsel to stand up and tell a judge. Oh, no, 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 of course it isn't, no. Except in circumstances such as these, which you have so swiftly perceived. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Look, uh, Mr. Green, I, I'm sorry, I must be frank. Yes. I'm not really ready yet to... Uh, I, I mean, look, quite frankly, all I bring into the court at the moment is a very new white wig and a little theoretical knowledge. Hmm. And guts. Guts. Written. Written all over you, lad. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's why I picked you. Yes. <laughs> Your theoretical knowledge and my, uh, what you might term, practical experience, eh? <laughs> we will show that judge. We will show him what? Without my books, I'm not even very sure uh, exactly what are a judge's obligations in the matter of mitigating a sentence. But I am, Mr. Thursby. Now let me, if I may have the temerity, eh? <laughs> talk this over with you just a little bit further. Now look. The prisoner, Arthur Green, has 14 previous convictions, my lord. Eight for fraud, six for larceny by a trick. The last conviction was at Middlesex Sessions in September 1960, when he was sentenced to three years imprisonment for a mail-order fraud. He was released just a month ago. Well, thank you, Inspector. I have no questions to ask. You presumably wish to say something in mitigation? If your lordship pleases, I most certainly do. <clears throat> May I begin by first of all reminding your lordship of the general responsibilities of a judge in passing sentence? <laughs> Particularly of the matters which it is essential for your lordship to take into account by way of mitigation of an offence. Mr. Thursby, I have had some experience in these respects. 
Please confine your remarks to this particular case. With respect, my lord, because my remarks are general, it does not follow that they are not relevant to this case. And indeed, until your lordship has heard them, I cannot see how you can, in all fairness, disregard them. I was not disregarding them, Mr. Thursby. I was merely trying to prevent you wasting your eloquence on adumbrating elementary principles. Principles with which I was already familiar while you were still reading Noddy and Big Ears. <laughs> well, if you feel that that is unfair... Thank you, my lord. Oh, Henry, isn't he marvellous? I don't think his lordship would agree with you. <laughs> my lord, there are circumstances, and I submit this is one, when it is essential for counsel to remind your lordship of the heavy responsibilities you bear. Not only must the judge consider the nature of a crime... He must also consider, and when I say consider... Mr. Thursby! Mr. Thursby, I do not want your client to receive the impression that your extraordinary manner of conducting his plea might in any way prejudice my judgment on him. But you are making it very difficult. I have a difficult task, my lord. <laughs> Nevertheless, I would be most grateful for any instructions your lordship sees fit to give me. Then, Mr. Thursby, may I suggest... With that... respect, your lordship, I must... <laughs> I must, however, point out that my first duty is to my client. And should your lordship's advice not coincide with what I maintain to be that duty, then even at the cost of incurring your lordship's disapproval, I will not feel bound to act upon it. Mr. Thursby, just be quiet and listen to me. When you're in my court, you will do as I say. And if you object to any of my rules, you can go to the Court of Criminal Appeal. Is your lordship giving me leave to appeal? There is nothing to appeal from at the moment. Then I do not see the point of that observation. <laughs> do you think perhaps Roger's gone a little too far, Henry? A little too far? I can see smoke coming from under his lordship's wig. Thursday, <laughs> your best remedy for that remark is to tell me as briefly as possible whatever there is to say on your client's behalf for mitigation of sentence. But that is what I'm doing, my lord. However, in order to do it, it is necessary, and here, I'm sure your lordship will bear with me if I cross horse with your lordship. Mr. Thursby, just sit down. And I would not wish... Sit down! <laughs> sit down! Sit down! If you don't, I'll have you removed by the usher. Good <laughs> Arthur Green? Arthur Green, the sentence of the court is that you go to prison for 18 months. 18 months? Quick, Sarge, down the stairs before he changes his mind. I'm going to rise now. Good Lord, Roger. Why did he only give Green 18 months? I'm surprised he didn't give you 18 months. Roger, <laughs> what came over you? Didn't you realize you were annoying the judge? But everybody told me I had to assert myself. You said so, Henry. Don't be browbeaten. You said stick to your guns. You said it yourself. Even Mr. Green kept on imprisoning Oh, him. I bet he did. I wouldn't be surprised if that crafty old customer wasn't banking on this. Oh, what? Poor Mr. Green got 18 months. Poor Mr. Green had every right to expect four years. He's just done three years for exactly the same villainy. I don't understand any of it. I really don't. The way the judge flew off at me at the end, I thought he'd give Green life. <laughs> Why only 18 months? Simply because you made him lose his temper. Look, supposing, supposing he'd given Green his just desserts, four years, what might it have looked like? It might have looked as though he'd refused to knock anything off Green's sentence simply because of you. Because you personally got on his wick. Well, no one must be allowed to take away that impression. Which is justice, not even crooked old Green. Oh, justice must not only be done, it must be seen to be done. That's it. So having blown his top, his lordship then bent over backwards to make certain no one could think it influenced his verdict. And how did he make certain of that? 
by imposing that potty little sentence. Eighteen months. Oh, Green had this all worked out, that cunning old... Henry, I've been manipulated. You were. <laughs> but I should have known, I should have. I've had a wonderful first day in court, haven't I? Marvelous. On the one hand, I've alienated one of Her Majesty's judges forever. On the other, I've prevented a thorough-going villain from getting his legal desserts. Roger, I know what you need. Get changed, we'll go and have a drink, and then we'll have dinner somewhere quiet where we can talk about other things. Oh, yes, please, I need that drink and that dinner and those other things. Murphy, <laughs> my dear filler, I hear you got that rogue green off with a measly 18 months. Splendid. Well, it wasn't really grime, you see. I... Ah, very promising start, my dear fellow. Now, now look here, you must keep at it. You mustn't slack off. Now, here are some briefs you can get down to while you're in the vein. One drainage appeal, couple of commercial summonses, and the dog bite case. Rather unusual, my dear fellow. Not what you think at all. The man bit the dog. <laughs> You'll let me have your opinions first thing in the morning, eh? There's a good chap. You keep at it. Tell him a tale, old boy. Tell him a tale. <laughs> In that episode of Brothers-in-Law, the parts were played as follows. Roger Thursby, Richard Bryan. Henry Blagrove, Richard Waring. Grimes, John Glenn Jones. Sally, Anne Davis. Mr. Green, Kenneth Connor. The Judge, John LeMessure. And other parts were played by Malcolm Hayes and Frederick Preece. The first brief was written by Frank Muir and Dennis Norton and adapted for radio by Richard Waring. The program was produced by David Hatch.